0: Opinions and ideas expressed in the following Marine Valley Broadcast Channel recording are those of its creators and do not represent the views of Marine Valley Community College. Hello. I'm Brett Rankin and I'm here to continue the ongoing debate about whether the United States was justified for dropping the two atomic bombs in Japan during World War II. <laughs> Before I get started with facts and my opinion about the topic, I'd like to explain a little bit about my family's history, specifically my grandfather who fought in World War II. There are many things I've taken into consideration when developing my perspective on the justification for dropping the atom bombs, including my grandfather's story. I won't start at the beginning of the war, because that has very little significance towards this topic. So I'll fast forward to when he fought in Germany. There's little that I know about the actual battles he went through, but I do know he was part of a group that was liberating towns in Germany once they had forced the remaining Nazis to surrender. After V.E. Day, it was time for my grandfather and the rest of the American troops he was with to stop celebrating and continue the fight overseas in Japan. They got on ships to leave Europe and move forward to Japan where they were headed towards the beachfront of an island called Mount Sarabachi. Because of their quick departure out of Europe, my grandfather along with thousands of other American soldiers were part of the first wave of soldiers that were to go on and face the Japanese military on the beachfront of the island. In other words, the chances they had in surviving the invasion was very slim to none. To relate this invasion to any other would be the opening scene in the movie In the movie Saving Private Ryan where the film shows the Omaha Beach assault of June 6, 1944. The scene not only illustrates the violence and the killing involved, but the minimal chances of survival for the first American invaders on the beachfront. Similarly, this is how my 20 year old grandfather and men beside him felt at the time as they were headed out to Japan. On the boats they were forced to think they were going to die making them fill out their wills and praying for the best. But somewhere along their journey in the ocean, the soldiers were rescued. They were rescued by the news about the atomic bombs that were dropped, forcing Japan to surrender. Meaning there was going to be no more invasion on the beachfront. There was going to be no bullets or bombs targeted at them. There was no more fear of dying once they left their boats. Fortunately, The most action my grandfather saw in Japan after that was on the USS Missouri battleship where Emperor Hirohito signed his country's surrender in September 1945. Although the bombings on Japan took place almost 75 years ago, it was an important decision that was made by Harry S. Truman, affecting not only the US and Japan, but the whole world when it came to using nuclear weapons. It was at the time of World War II where the Allied powers finally defeated Germany and Europe, but still had to go fight in the Pacific against Japan. In 1944, the Japanese knew they had little to no chance of winning the war, but they still had the will to fight till the end. According to History.com, the article named Bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki explains how between mid-April of 1945, when President Harry Truman took office, and mid-July, Japanese forces inflicted allied casualties totaling nearly half those suffered in three full years of war in the Pacific, proving that Japan had become even more deadly when faced with defeat. In late July, Japan's government rejected the demand for surrender by the allied powers, where the allies warned them that they would bring forth destruction upon Japan if they were to refuse. As a result, Truman and the U.S. did as they said, and successfully made history with two acts of violence. On August 6, 1945, History.com editors also state that an American B-29 bomber dropped the world's first deployed atomic bomb over the Japanese city of Hiroshima. The explosion wiped out 90% of the city and immediately killed 80,000 people. Tens of thousands more would die later of radiation exposure. Three days later, a second B-29 bomber dropped another A-bomb on Nagasaki, killing an estimated 40,000 people. Japan's Emperor Hirohito announced his country's unconditional surrender in World War II in a radio address on August 15th, citing the devastating power of a new, most crucial bomb. The ultimate question that arises from this historic event is whether or not it was right for the U.S. to drop such a devastating and powerful weapon, killing so many Japanese soldiers and citizens, yet making the war come to a quick ending. For me, I see the U.S. was justified for dropping the bombs. The U.S. was like the rest of the world, soldiering on towards the end of a dark period of human history that had seen the single most costly conflict in terms of life in history and they chose to adopt a stance that seemed to limit the amount of casualties in the war by significantly shortening it with the use of atomic weapons. Tristan Hopper, a writer for the National Post, wrote in his article, Did the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki really end the war? He writes how General Douglas MacArthur and other top military commanders favored continuing the conventional bombing of Japan already in effect and following up with a massive invasion codenamed Operation Downfall. They advised Truman that such an invasion would result in U.S. casualties of up to 1 million dead. In order to avoid such a high casualty rate, Truman decided over the moral reservations of Secretary of War Henry Stimson, General Dwight Eisenhower, and a number of the Manhattan Project scientists to use the atomic bomb in hopes of bringing the war to a quick end. The U.S. was more interested in a quick and easy end to the war than causing untold suffering. They had in their hands a weapon that was capable of bringing the war to a swift end, and so they used it. Just six days after the Nagasaki bombing, Emperor Hirohito's speech was broadcasted to the nation, detailing the Japanese surrender. The devastation caused by the bombs sped up the Japanese surrender, which was the best solution for all parties. In addition to limiting the casualties and ending the war more abrupt, the atomic bombs definitely established U.S. dominance immediately after the Second World War. Ultimately, the atomic bombs did what they were supposed to do. They created such a high level of devastation that the Japanese felt they had no option but to surrender unconditionally to the United States, resulting in U.S. victory and the end of the Second World War. According to an article called, Why the U.S. Dropped an Atomic Bomb on Hiroshima on WGNO.com, it says that the decision to use the two nuclear bombs saved the lives of at least 250,000 Allied troops and over a million of Japanese people by helping to prevent an invasion. Postponing the use of an atom bomb would only have prolonged the war and potentially created an even worse fate for the American soldiers and especially the people of Japan. One of those men saved would be my grandfather. For if the bombs were never dropped, and the invasion on Mount Suribachi did end up happening, those frontline soldiers, including my grandfather, would have most likely never seen the end of the war. He would have never gotten married, my dad would have never been born, and the same goes for me.